everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for continually downloading this podcast and showing your support. Thank you for sharing it and sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. I so appreciate that. And so are the listeners that you are sharing it with. Uh, I am getting such amazing feedback and I am so honored to be able to be a part of many of your healing, self-discovery and for progress journeys. Uh, I also like to thank you for visiting my website. Thank you for checking out uh, the podcast there, as well as some of you have been using that booking link. So I'm excited. I'm getting ready to start some new journeys with a couple of new people um, in this month of July. So that is really exciting because I love what I've been born to do, which is to join people on their journeys of healing and just help you, assist you on your way so that you can become that whole completed, happy, peaceful, resolved individual. And if you don't know already, and if you haven't had a chance to, that website is www.iamreneroberts.com. You can also reach me if you're not a website type of person. Check me out on Facebook and Instagram at I am Renee Roberts. And don't forget, if you are on Facebook, this is only on Facebook. Don't forget to join the Coach My World Podcast Fam Facebook group. All right. This is where we have our discussions every week. The podcast is posted in there and it's just open for any type of questions or comments or or even uh, podcasting ideas you may have. Throw them in that group. It's, listen, it can be good if we just really do it. Um, so, but it's no pressure. So that group is there. Go ahead and join that if you're on Facebook. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and forward progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Fam, I hope you all enjoyed last week's episode on the gravity of rejection. Because whether we acknowledge it or not, rejection can contribute greatly to our emotional stability and our confidence if we don't deal, if we don't deal with it, right? So I thought it would be a great idea to follow up on this episode talking about self-acceptance, which is literally almost like the opposite <clears throat> or, or I should say, yeah, it's on the opposite spectrum of rejection if we could put them on a spectrum, right? And in my coaching practice, I have observed so many people uh, be challenged with this whole self-acceptance concept right? So many of my clients just seem to have a hard time with accepting themselves. Now understand, self-acceptance is totally different from having confidence in your abilities. I want to make this clear. Let's not be confused. You can have confidence in what you're able to do, which are your abilities, without fully accepting yourself, which is who you are, all right? Here's where the confusing creeps in, all right? This is the confusing part. There's this little sneaky link, (laughs) Or I'm going to call it this fine line that lies between confidence and acceptance. Why? Because sometimes we confuse having confidence in what we can do with accepting who we are. Catch that. All right. Think about yourself for a minute. As my friend, no, let me think about me for a minute. I'm going to use myself as an example. There was a time in my life that I was super confident in my ability to do well academically, y'all. Even to date, 
I'm still extremely confident in, in that ability. Anyone come up to me, anyone ask me, I, I will acknowledge openly that I am super smart. I'm a brainiac. I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. I love books. I love reading. I love information. I love testing. I love testing well. I love making A's. I love math. All of this stuff, right? And in my world, academia is, is really easy and it's actually enjoyable. You know, I'm getting ready to go back to school this August for my PhD in psychology. And so I'm excited where some people may be like, oh, my God, no, no more school at this age in life. But, yes, I'm I'm really, really hyped about um getting back into school because it is easy and it is enjoyable for me. Now, that's not to say it doesn't have its challenges. All right. Yet it's still natural for me to do well. And most times I can do well effortlessly. But here's that fine line I was talking about just a second ago. Because of this exceptional ability and the confidence that comes along with it, many never would know that I didn't fully accept who Renee was always. I have not always accepted the fullness of who I am. There were so many things about me that I totally rejected, I disliked, and did not embrace about me. So it was very easy to hide, come on you hide and seekers, to hide behind my intellectual abilities. That's what made me appear to be so so self-accepting. It looked like I accepted me because actually I was hiding behind what I did extremely well. Do you see and understand that fine line I'm referring to? I hope this helps you to see it a little better, all right? Now, because we we can when we can see it, then we are able to identify it in our own lives and start taking the necessary steps towards self-acceptance. This is a good time, fam, to examine yourselves and ask if you're hiding behind particular abilities like I did instead of exploring who you really are, instead of being true to you. I had to do that. And when I discovered that I was constantly hiding I had to start doing the work to figure out why in the heck are you hiding behind this ability. For me, emotional healing was at the foundation of my mental shift, right? Now, the deeper I heal, and I put that in present tense, the deeper I heal, the more accepting, I-N-G, I become of me. And guess what? Not caring about whether others accept me or not is now becoming more and more of a norm in my life. And oh, how liberating that is. I was just talking with a friend about that. And it, it's, such, such, it's such a liberation that it blows your mind and it makes you wonder, what the heck have I been doing all this time? But how? How is going to be your question to me? I already know. How did I get on this journey of acceptance for myself? I'm going to answer that. Don't worry. I got you. In this episode, I'm going to provide you with some practical tools And you know what practical means, that we have to practice them. But I'm going to give you some to help you learn to accept all of you without any doubts. The key word is to to help you learn. You have to learn. It's your responsibility to learn. But these tools are just going to be added. They're going to be assistance for you to get you rolling, to get you started, to give you some boundaries to be within. Yes. But first, let's define self-acceptance before I get into these things for you. Research states that it is, this is what self-acceptance is, an individual's acceptance of all of their attributes, 
positive or negative. Simply stated, right? This means that when we are self-accepting, we are embracing every single part of ourselves, not just the good or positive things. We're accepting the bad, the ugly, the negative. Self-acceptance is unconditional. It does not negate weaknesses. Let's not mix this up. But it still fully accepts self regardless of the weaknesses. You got it? So when we're saying unconditional, we're not saying um, that we're we're, going to dismiss or negate the weaknesses or not focus. No, there are weaknesses. We acknowledge them. But regardless of the weaknesses, we still accept ourselves. That's what self-acceptance in an unconditional way does. So how do we learn to love ourselves unconditionally? How do we learn to accept ourselves um, unconditionally and fully embrace all there is to us? I have 10 things you can do to help with that, all right? And they're 10. It's going to be really quick, but you may want to listen to this over and over until you get them all jotted down, uh, get the main points down so that you'll have them with you on this journey, all right? So let's get into this. 10 ways, 10 things to do, I should say. So the first thing is to embrace the what in your uniqueness, All right. You can start by thinking of things that make you feel unique first. Let's just start there. And then you're going to think of how these distinctive traits may benefit you down the line. This helps you to look at the broader picture. We're so used to looking at the narrow side of our lives, but there is more. Say to yourself, there is more to my life than what I've been seeing. Then you're going to ask yourself, how do these traits and values and how do these traits add value to my life? Now, this may take some time because it is it is introspective work. And I have learned over the years that introspective work can be very challenging for some people. So remember, to I want you to extend grace to yourself and, and be patient with yourself as you're learning to embrace everything that's unique about you. As you're learning and doing the work of this introspect, this introspective work, be patient, be gracious with yourself. All right. After figuring out the value of these distinctive traits, I want you to now embrace them as qualities uh-huh, instead of seeing them as something negative or undesirable. I'm, I'm giving you tools that I've used, people, and they work. Fam, I promise you they work. Just got to be committed to doing the work, all right? So that's the first one. Embrace the what in your uniqueness. Second, let go of things you can't change. This has been something that I've declared and affirmed myself with for years, I would always say, you know, why am I wasting energy on things that I can't change? Let me focus on the things that I can. It is so vital. It's, it's, it's a vital necessity to not focus on those things that we can't change. Things that are out of your control, they start pilfering from your energy and they pilfer from the energy you need for the things that you can control so that they won't get out of control. You want you want to avoid this trap, this cycle of energy suckers, this cycle of of energy leechers. You know, I want to give you a call to action right here. I think this would be a good time to just give you something to do. You're going to write a letter to yourself, okay, about letting go of what you can't change. And then in that same letter, you're going to start welcoming the things you love about you. All right. I then want you to take that letter and read it often, but I want you to read it out loud. So when you make the decision to read it or you pick, choose times to read it, read it out loud. It's important to hear yourself affirming yourself. And here's a secret. You may not have known this, all right, but 
the more we hear something, the more our brains and our minds begin to make adjustments. So don't be reluctant to read it out loud. Reading does not have to just be heard. Uh, your hearing does not have to just hear it from another voice. Sometimes it's important to hear your own voice affirming some things uh, to yourself. Huh? Okay. And I'm sorry, I keep hitting the mic with my hand because I'm so excited. Let me put my hands down. All right. Third thing, identify your strengths. This is something I've given to so many clients as an assignment. And believe it or not, it is so hard for them sometimes. And and, and it may be harder than what you're even thinking it is. You know, like how hard is it to really identify my strengths? Here's another call to action. I want you to write down the things you're good at and or love to do. Sports, music, art, you name it. And then be intentional with practicing these activities regularly. This can help you feel more confident in your abilities, fam, which is a vital part of who you are as well. All right. So let's work on identifying those strengths. We don't need to focus on the weaknesses. We already know what they are. Let's try to identify what we are good at, what we're strong in, what are our what are our strengths, because this is a part of who we are. And if we can become confident in what we are good at or strong in, this can help lead us into that special space of self-acceptance. All right. Fourth thing, set goals. Now, when it comes to setting goals, sometimes we can be all over the place and maybe a little, a tad bit too zealous, okay? This leads to unfulfilled goals and disappointment, y'all. So to avoid that pitfall and to avoid that pain and dismay, I want you to make sure you just set a few, keyword, few, don't give me, don't write the whole page, a few realistic goals for yourself and don't stop there. I want you to create a plan to meet to meet each of those few goals. All right. Completing these goals is a good way to boost your self-esteem. Your self-esteem is directly connected to your ability to accept yourself. And please don't forget to reward yourself when you meet a goal. I'm a big rewarder of myself. And when a client shares with me about their wins um, and if they, they've met their goals, they complete their goals. My first question, you can ask any client. My first question is, okay, how are you going to reward yourself? How are you going to celebrate yourself? And most times they are looking at me like, what in the world? Reward, celebrate. I don't know. I've never thought about that, right? So I send them on another assignment. They don't know they be setting themselves up for a second assignment. But I, I ask them to write a list of all the things that they like so that when it's time to reward themselves, they can just pick from that list. And listen, your list can be so simple. It can be simple. I have a client that loves ice cream. So that's a reward for them. Just getting a an ice cream sundae is a reward. Somebody likes cookies. Some people like um, socks. So they're like, you know what? I'm going to go buy me another pair socks. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be expensive. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to keep it very minimal in value uh, because the value is we're, we're, the value is you. We're trying to reward you, uh, not break the bank. All right. Okay. So that's, that's your setting goals. All right. And number five, just kind of flows right into that is and that is celebrate your accomplishments. Now this is a little different from rewarding yourself for completing the goal. Goals are overarching. I want you to remember that. That means they kind of span over a whole lot of things to 
to get to one point, like from point A, from point A to point B destination. Now, while accomplishments are the processes that are met to fulfill the goal. So this, that, you know, there are things that we have to do between point A and point B to get to the next point. All right. Here's an example. Let me break this down to you. All right. The goal to, is to lose five pounds in two weeks. Let's just use that as an example. The accomplishments within that goal could be this, that, that I walked three days straight for 30 minutes or that I ate healthy for three days consistent or I didn't eat a lot of um, or like for me personally, sugar is my addiction. Um, I laid off the sugar. You know, I reduced my sugar intake for the week. These are these are accomplishments. And I hope that it clarifies the difference. Right. So to help you a little more. You're going to make a list of everything you've accomplished. So if that was you, you've accomplished your walking, you've accomplished eating right, you've accomplished lowering your sugar intake, and you're going to keep adding to that list regularly until that goal is met, right? And you do this for every goal. Then you're going to post your list someplace where you can see it often. And the purpose of this exercise is to make you proud of you. You don't need someone always patting you on your back and telling you, I'm proud of you, even though that feels amazing and all of us desire that at times, but we don't need it in order to succeed. So I want you to get into the practice of learning to celebrate your own accomplishments, make yourself proud, celebrate every step forward. It is a positive reinforcer and it makes you feel valued and super good. Yeah. All right. That was that one. Okay. Number six, plan ahead. Now, I am so sure that my procrastinators that are uniting and my spontaneous livers are cringing at this very one. Number six, plan ahead. But when you're dealing with the mindset, which self-acceptance is a part of a mindset, you have to be strategic. So if you can, I first want you to try to avoid the people and or the things that challenge your self-acceptance. This is planning ahead. This is the type of planning ahead I'm referring to. Start thinking ahead. Like you already know, you know who's in your circle. You know who you romp with. You know who you hang around. Um, You know, even if you're hanging around by association, you know some of the people there and you know who and what can challenge your self-acceptance. Those are the ones I want you to avoid. All right. Try to avoid them at all costs. Normalize being okay with not subjecting yourself to individuals that do not serve your healing and for progress. Let's normalize that. Let's normalize being okay with it and not feeling like we're the outcast or we're being funny or I don't want to not look like a team player. It's not a team if they're already uh, sabotaging my, my healing. It's, that's not team. That's not team to me. All right. So we want to normalize being okay with avoiding those things. All right. Secondly, I want you to memorize a few affirmations that you can say to yourself if you begin to doubt or question your worth. We all go through those moments, even the best of us, even those of us that do accept ourselves. We still get into that moment at times. It could be emotional. It could be hormonal. uh, It could be something, you know, that just hit us and and cause us to start thinking left, I like to call it. Have something already ready for that. Make a plan. What are your affirmations? You don't have, you don't need a whole book of them. You only need a few, a couple that you can draw up in your heart really quick and begin to say it over your mindset, over your heart uh, when you start questioning your own work or, or second guessing yourself. These are the weapons. This is weaponry, guys, that you're going to use to aggressively combat this old mindset. 
Old mindsets don't die easily. We have to continuously press them, all right? So that is number six, plan ahead. Number seven, I want you to think positively. And we say that all the time, generally speaking, but I want you to think positively. Always remember to speak kindly to yourself and turn any self-critical negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Stop being so critical of yourself and don't be too hard on yourself or compare yourself to others. This only produces self-sabotaging behaviors that can ruin all of the efforts, you, all of the accomplishments you've made and, and the, the goals you have set. This self-sabotaging behavior can just thwart that whole thing for you. It can ruin it, all right? So keep your mind focused on the positive. Nobody's got time to keep resetting. Let's, let's stay focused. Let's think positively. Number eight, be kind to yourself. Think about some of the things that you can do for yourself that will honor you and learn to become okay with spending some quality time with you. Let's, let's reconceptualize spending time alone. Can we do that, please? Stop looking at it as a curse, a burden, a sad thing. Oh my God, why am I alone? Everybody else has someone. This one got that one. Listen, it's okay. It is okay to spend time alone. And I want you to say that to yourself right now. It's okay to spend time alone. You know what? It's actually very healthy for us. Start training yourself to become more comfortable with being in your own space with you. Whether you're taking a nice warm bath, which of course is one of my faves, y'all already know that, or taking just a casual walk through nature, whatever you do, take care of you with some enjoyment, with some pride. You see what I'm saying? It's also important, let's not, let's not um, forget about these, this part of our lives. It's also important to eat, sleep, and exercise adequately. Make sure that you're taking care of your physical body as well. Being kind to yourself includes being kind to your body as well. All right? So when we talk about being kind to ourselves, we're talking about being kind to our bodies and to our minds, our emotions. All right? Be kind to you. Number nine, we're almost done. Get involved. Find places to volunteer, y'all, practice some giving back. Go be a mentor. Go be a big sister, a big brother to some little sisters and little brothers. Try a new extracurricular activity or hobby to just learn some more about you. What, what, learn more about what you enjoy. Learn about what you're good at. You may be shocked. Put yourself in places and positions to get involved. Your mind and your well-being says please and thank you. <laughs> All right, so get involved. And then the last one, find support. Let's never forget that no man is an island. Everyone needs support at some point in their life. You can always share your feelings and thoughts with people you trust. And this is key, and people that are trustworthy. I, I want you to be wise. Because just because you trust them does not mean that they are trustworthy. <laughs> Okay, we're going to go ahead and stamp that with a stamp of approval because Renee has spoken it and it has been approved by me. Just because you trust them does not mean that they're trustworthy. Choose wisely, y'all. I'm just saying. Ah, All right, fam. I provided you with the tools. Now it's time for you to do the work of self-acceptance. Always remember this, though. The self-acceptance journey looks different for every single person. So don't compare your journey. Just lock into it and enjoy it. And here's a big, big, big revelation for you guys. The freedom that comes along with accepting all of you is like no other freedom. 
And please don't fear losing people on this journey. Let me tell you, because the reality is this. As soon as you start accepting yourself, some people will flip out and become indifferent and move on without you, child. And guess what? That's okay. That's all right. Can we normalize being okay with people making their decisions to move on without us? That's their right. And just like it's their right, it's your right to keep becoming a healthier you. This is how we attract and make room for healthier individuals, healthier relationships, healthier connections in our lives. Trust me, I'm living it out myself and I won't front, y'all. Sometimes it gets a little painful. You know, it strikes a part of your heart that hurts. But when you remain focused on your own healing, your own self-discovery and your own forward progress, the pain becomes more and more insignificant and the freedom becomes more and more life-giving. <laughs> oh, I am smiling big. I wish y'all could see my face because I know that you got this. I know that's not proper grammar, but it just sounds better. It sounds better than you have this, fam. I know you can achieve this level of self-actualization by dedicating yourself to the work for the long haul. All right? And and self-acceptance is a part of that self-actualization. And if you're struggling with this, I would love to sit with you and assist you on your journey. Just reach out to me. Y'all know. Go to the website, iamreneroberts.com. Book your session. Book your hour session with me. And let's explore some healthy ways to get you moving forward and accepting yourself. Because not everybody's dealing with trauma. Not everybody's dealing with pains of the past. Some of us are literally in pain because we have not accepted who we are yet. Hmm. Got that? So contact me. Let's get some things moving forward in your life. Fam, I got to go, but I want you to know that I love you as always. And until next time, get to know and love who you are more than you did the day before. Let every day become a richer day of becoming more and more in love with the person that you are. Accept you when no one else does. Now that's the key to successful living. Have a great one, family.